Yes, yeah, so uh, I have a kind of a hobby. It's uh, when the phone rings um, and on the caller ID it comes up 1-800-SERVICE or telemarketer. My mom always is like, don't answer it from the basement. And I'm always like, there's a little fit of joy inside me. I'm like, telemarketer. I run to the phone and I answer, hello? <laughs> and uh, they're like, hi, is Arthur Muller? That's my dad there. And I'm like, this is Arthur. <laughs> and they're always like, don't know what to do. And they have to follow formalities. So they're like, yeah, so I guess we're just going to go. This. Like, hey, and they start talking about a credit card, and, and I, I sang the Backstreet Boys to them once. I, um, I told this one guy sounded like he hated his life. Like, he just had a long day, and he was just like, it was going to snap. And he, I was like, he's like, all right, you're not, and he just hung up on me. Another guy, um, I just, I do it a lot. But my, one of my favorite times was recently, um, this girl, and she's telling me about this credit card thing and about how, like, um, if I pay an extra $10 a month, it'll save me some money or identity theft. Or I wasn't really listening. I was just preparing what I was going to say. Um, so finally, there's a break in the conversation, and I'm like, and after, you know, answering all weird and stuff, and I finally, I go, I just have one question for you. I, I just don't really, what I don't understand is, if I were to bring, like, four bottles of Pepsi and, like, six dozen cupcakes, do you think that would be enough? And then she's just like, and she starts laughing. I'm like, yes! And she goes, you know, we were just talking about that over here. It's like, I don't think it will be. And she just loses it. And formality goes out the window, and, and, I'm, and she just starts laughing, and I'm just listening to laughing on the other end. And she's like, I, I gather you're not interested. I'm like, no, not really. I was like, you know, I, I don't want to be mean, and, you know, and stuff like that. And she's like, man, she's like, and, I, and she's like, yeah, I know people can be really mean, she starts saying. And she's like, some people could be like ogres. And, like, and she's like, because she realized it was being recorded, and she's like, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have said that. She's like, and I'm like, hey, it's cool. It's cool. We're good. And, I, you know, and she's like, well, thanks. You brightened up my day. And I'm talking to this random woman who she probably lives in Arkansas or something like that. And I'm just saying, Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, I know. If I don't highlight that, you're going to be like, hey, Andrew, you don't know how to say Arkansas. I did uh, go to school and graduate from college, just to let you guys know. Not in Arkansas. Um, but I love speaking nonsense to people and having them just be like, try to, take my reaction. We were in the city uh, last Saturday, and um, there was all these buses lined up, and we kind of didn't know where we wanted to eat. Go figure, that's the biggest issue. Even here, with us here at staff, we can't figure out what restaurant we want to eat at, so that's the same thing we're doing in the city. We're walking, we're tired, we're walking, we're tired. There's all these buses kind of lined up, and I just started this joke saying, uh, oh, Reggie, is this Reggie's bus? And I'm just like going around saying that, goofing around, and I guess as time wore on, I just figured, you know what, let me ask a bus driver that. So I go up to the door, and I'm like, I'm like, excuse me, is this Reggie's bus? And the guy just looks at me like, he's like, he's like short of getting up and being like, where's Reggie? Like on the bus, you know, he was soaking, I just kept walking, and I just, he seemed like a nice guy, I feel kind of bad. Um, but uh, yeah, so anyway, we were in the city, and we went to this museum, and it was like modern art museum called the MoMA. I don't know how many of you guys know about it. Um, there's a lot of really random garbage that they put a hang on the wall and say, this is art. Um, however, I have a picture of one of my favorite things that uh, was there. It should be, there it is. That was an exhibit. If you, can you just read it real quick? It says, cats in bag, bags in river. <laughs> I love that. That was just like, Santa Claus is going around putting your cats in bags and throwing them over a bridge. Yeah, you don't like Santa anymore now, do you? That makes no sense whatsoever. And as we kind of like segue into our topic tonight of um, maybe you're looking at the nonsense of a Christmas story. What does that mean? Um, we're going to get to that. But man, isn't it true though? Isn't it true that our culture can kind of take Christmas and make it like 
just nonsense, right? Like, our culture, like, we get so wrapped up in other things that we, like, like Jesus is not even mentioned. Like, I was, I was uh, kind of walking around my neighborhood last night and praying and stuff, and I'm looking at all the nice lights, and, like, only, like, two or three houses had the nativity scene. Um, matter of fact, my own house doesn't. So it's like, it, it's, so, it's so amazing at how Christmas, what we celebrate, what we get excited about, is kind of just kind of pushed to the side. Um, there's things that take away from Christmas, and it starts on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, you and I, we're sitting around a table, eat, and we have 30 pounds of food on our plate, and we're just forking it into our mouth. There's kids in, in Africa dying, and we are America. Here we are. We're going to throw out half of our food. So we do that, right? We are thankful for what we have. And then less than 24 hours, we are waking up early and we're running to the store to buy more. Isn't that kind of weird? Do you ever think that was kind of weird, right? The grandmas are beating up grandmas like because they want their, their, their little toy for little Johnny $20 cheaper because it's Black Friday. You know, people are getting stomped on. Like, isn't that, like, that's just, we're very thankful though. But the next day we're not because we need to get more. So that's Black Friday. And that begins the Christmas season. How crazy. Okay, so then that happens. You ever think about putting up lights? Like, like uh, you know, I've been putting up lights in my house, put lights up here at the church. You ever think about, like, what's that have to do with Jesus? You know what I'm saying? It's not a bad thing, but it's just like, if you think about it, like, we're just putting lights on our houses, we're climbing up on the roofs, we're doing all these things. It, you know, it's just kind of weird. Even a tree. Who was the guy who said, you know what, let's celebrate Jesus' birth by cutting down that tree, bringing it into my house, and we're going to put lights on it? That sounds like a behavior of someone who's drunk. We're going to put lights on it, and you're going to like it. That is not welcome. They'll be like, excuse me, sir, who are you? Get out of my living room. You're ruining the, couch, the cushions. I got them from Ikea. This is garbage. <laughs> gifts. We need to get gifts. Man, you know what the worst thing in the world is when someone's like, I got you something. And you're like, I didn't get them anything. And you're like, wow, hey, I left your gift at home. I'll... And you're like, Collins, dude, pick me up a gift quick, you know? That's, and you're just trying to figure out what people want, and you're trying to, you know, you, oh my gosh, it's just crazy. And this is a little to the left of what we're talking about tonight, but I'm thinking about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Now, there's something about that that really troubles me. There he is. Look out. Who can hate him? All right. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I think the, sto- the song is trash. Why? You're, you're, you're appalled. You're going to be appalled with me. Don't worry. The reason why you're appalled is because we love Rudolph. But here's the thing. All his little reindeer friends don't love him. They judge him. They don't let him play games. They make fun of him. They put him off to the side like he's an outcast. And then one day when Santa says, hey, he's useful, everyone's like, like the song says, and then all the reindeers loved him because he was useful. Look at him. How could you hate him to begin with? You know what that means? That makes me look at the other reindeer, and I'm like, I'm a little weary of them. I feel like they're all ex-convicts or something. Like, hey, Blitzen, give me another cigarette. You know? And poor little innocent Rudolph is like, it's terrible. But that, like, gives, like, a terrible message to kids saying, like, hey, if you're not popular, you need to earn your place, little child. That's what I feel. Rudolph, poor guy. Props to my bro. And we got the elves, little midget guys who have nothing better to do but make presents for you and I uh, with their lives, their, their whole lives. That kind of sucks. Um, and we got Santa. And we got Santa. And what Santa does is, is he keeps a list of, of who's good and who's bad. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and like, if you're bad, you're not getting a gift. But if you're good, you're going to get a gift, you know? And, and it's, it's kind of funny. We're making fun of it. But there's so much 
that has to do with Christmas, even stuff that I've left out. I mean, you got trees, you know, dressing it up. You got your houses. You got, I saw someone put Snoopy in front of their house, like with a Santa hat. Like, you know, there's so many things that can kind of take away from the actual meaning of Christmas. So much that kind of buries it. And, and one thing I want to talk about tonight is that we kind of treat God kind of like Santa. And I say that like this. It's like, we, 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 well, you know, okay, Andrew, I'm just going to try to do good, because if I do good, then I'm going to get. And the problem with that, the problem is that, is that, that God is nothing like Santa. See, the problem is we can buy off Santa, we could be good for a year, and we can get some presents, but, but we can't buy off God. See, God has a standard, and his standard is that he can't be around sin. See, this is what we forget about Christmas. We forget about the problem that started Christmas in the first place, and it's that God cannot be around sin, and you and I are sinful. Tim Tim Keller said something. He said this. He said, in the gospel, we discover that we are far more wicked than we ever dared believe. That if we were to look in the mirror, if God were kind of give us all knowledge, we would look at ourselves and be like, I am, I am, wow, I am really sinful. I am really wicked. If we look at our culture, we look at how we treat God, how we treat each other, what we approve of these days, we would say, wow, we are truly a wicked people. And the thing is, our culture forgets. Our culture teaches that, hey, you know what? You're just going to do good. You're going to earn your way to God, and then he's going to, or you're going to earn your place in this world. You're going to be kind of like a Rudolph, or you need to kind of like, you know, show everyone that you got stuff, and you're good. And we kind of bring this mentality in how we deal with God, when in reality, there is nothing in us that can satisfy the debt that you and I owe. There's nothing in us, there's nothing that you and I can do to be able to satisfy what we've made wrong to to God. And see, tonight, when we're talking about Christmas, man, Christmas is an awesome time of year. So can we truly, really afford to kind of miss out on the true meaning of Christmas? Because it is a celebration. It is something that we can be excited about. So tonight, what I want to do is I want to remember Tonight, I want to talk about one of the greatest things that has ever happened on this planet and that will ever happen. And the truth that, that and tonight, maybe you're, you, you heard this before, maybe you heard these messages before, but I want it to go from our heads into our hearts. I want it to be something where it's like we kind of sit back and we just allow God to kind of show this to us as if it was the first time that we've heard it. Because you know what? I don't think we understand this as a culture. Because if we look left, we look right, they're trying to take Christmas, um, they're trying to take Christ at a Christmas, they call it holiday trees and stuff like that. If you take Christ at a Christmas, you get moss, and I don't even know what that means, moss. It's, it's either something you eat, or it's a service you go to late at night, I have no idea. That's bad. <laughs> um, but guys, what I want to do tonight is I want to kind of take us um, through a journey, through the journey of what happened back in the day. To, to a story that we've heard before, but guys, let it hit you as if it was new. So we're going to go right um, the night that Jesus was born. If you guys have your Bibles or have an iPod or something that could do that, don't be texting, please. Um, go to Luke 2, um, verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. 
and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. These guys were freaking out. So they're, they're kind of like working. They're, they're, they're out in the fields. They're doing their thing. Out of nowhere, this huge light comes. God's presence comes and sends an angel to talk with them, and they are terrified. Now, there's a reason. When you get scared, there's a reason for that. And, to, and I kind of want to talk about why they got afraid. But before that, we do that, um, we need to understand that when we, you get afraid, that it's because you, you just see something that you're not used to. You're in the presence of something that intimidates you. Uh, when I was in middle school, which is middle school, guys, if you're in middle school right here, man, good luck. It's very awkward. Um, very awkward time in my life. Middle school, I was not as smooth with the ladies as I am today. Um, now I'm fighting them off. Back then I was picking my nose, but not really. Um, so anyway, uh, I was sitting in class, and, and, and it was assigned seating in middle school. You couldn't sit where you wanted. And uh, the teacher put me next to the, a really popular girl. And for those of you who hear me speak a lot, I always use the name Jenna when it's not a real person. I swear to you, this girl's name was Jenna. So Jenna's sitting next to me. Not, not even kidding. Um, Doug doesn't probably believe that, wherever you are. Um, Jenna, sitting next to Jenna. And um, she was a really popular girl. And, I'm, and all of a sudden, because I was sitting next to her, I became aware of myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's like stuff on my shirt. You know, like my hair's, me- like it was like kind of like this back then as before I did it. I'm like, my, I'm, I realized like my breath, I'm like channeling my breath to the left of me. I'm like, <sighs> she probably thought I had asthma. You know, she's like looking at me like, I'm trying to breathe away from her. And she talked to me. I'll be like, yeah, I'm doing good. And I'll just try to talk to her in one breath and then <sighs> exhale to the right of me. Why? Because it was like all of a sudden I became so paranoid and aware of my flaws. And, and as silly as it is to compare it to, the, I believe that, that when these guys saw a messenger of God, they were terrified because they were in the presence of God and they became aware of their faults. Something that in, in our culture, we're, we're, we're trained to, that's eh, whatever. It's no big deal. Say a few prayers, you're all set. But these guys, when they kind of encountered an angel, not God, but the glory of God was there, they start freaking out. They start looking at, I feel like they, they, they saw themselves for as they really were, like, kind of like what Tim Keller said before. Man, because God's presence reveals sin. So these guys were freaking out. How do you live the same after that? And, and our, our, the pastor of our church said something, he said this, he said, there's no greater blindness than being blind and not knowing it. That's what he said this past Sunday. And I thought that was amazing. Because I feel like as a culture, man, we don't, we don't realize the depths of our sin. We see, and, and because of that, we, we don't understand it and take what Christ did for us seriously. We, we, we take it as kind of like this, well, yeah, I know I sinned and God covered up. But we don't realize, and these guys, I think, standing before the angels start peeing in their pants. Like they're afraid because they're, they get it. And something that, that you and I, we, we, we haven't been near God like that, like they have to be able to see that. But that is something that is true. In, in, in Romans 3.23, it says, For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. You and I, no matter who we are, whether we're the squeakiest clean person in here, or we're, we're messed up, or we're a Christian, or we're not a Christian, doesn't matter. That we all fall short. There is no work, nothing you can do, no amount of time to be good so you can get You cannot work your way to salvation. See, God knows that, and he's doing something about it. So these guys are freaking out. The angel sees that, replies, and says this. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy 
for all people. I like to believe that if the angel never said to him, don't be afraid, they would have had a panic attack and they wouldn't have been able to handle themselves. That's what I believe. I believe that the, that the angel simply had to command them, do not be afraid, so that they can kind of think logically because God's presence is so powerful that these guys just couldn't handle it. So the angel, I believe, said to him, hey, do not be afraid. afraid. I bring you good news. I don't know about you guys, but if God came down right now, I don't think any of us in this room would be able to stand up. We would be on our faces. We would see ourselves for how we really are, and we would be crying. I remember we were talking about this the other day, and Ryan's like, I'd probably cry for years, you know? And it's true. We would, because we would understand the the depths of our wickedness and understand how much we are loved, though. See, what we deserve is judgment. And And this angel says, no, 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 don't be afraid, because I'm bringing you good news. That's so backwards. There's no good and bad list here. Because if there was a bad, we're all on the bad list, actually, if you think about it. But we don't get treated like we were, like we are. So what is this, what is this news? In 11, he says this, today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, he, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and laying in a manger. See, the shepherds, they were waiting for a savior. So the news, when they found out that, that they, they had the Torah, they had, and they were, they were waiting for God to fulfill what he said he would, and I can imagine that a whole bunch of years passed, and the fact that they're able to receive this news, they were probably so relieved. When I was younger, um, I was raking leaves. Um, that's how I made money back in the day. Um, and I was just raking leaves, and out of nowhere, I kind of got this desire to go to the other side of the yard. Just felt like I should go to the other side of the yard and start kind of raking leaves over there instead. So, okay, uh, all right, I'll just leave this pile here. Went over there. Within a couple of minutes... There was an accident. Two cars hit into each other, collided. One flipped onto the property where I was and landed right on that bag of leaves that I w- where I would have been standing. And I remember just being like, wow, uh, that would have been me. And likewise, that should have been us. See, Doug said something really awesome when he spoke this, this past Sunday. He said, the cross had to hit somebody. Meaning that my sin, your sin, needs to be paid for. And Jesus chose to say, hey, I'll come, and I'll die, and I'll pay for it. It's amazing. No matter who we are tonight, for all people, Savior of all people, Jesus said, I will cover everybody. But here's the weird part. I can imagine like they were all pumped for a savior, like, oh yeah, savior, that'll be great. But then, they, then all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, you'll find a baby. A, 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 a baby? A baby. Like, babies are harmless. Like, I don't understand, like, well, if I was God, I would come down like Thor. I'd have a big, big hammer and be like, yeah, worship me. And it'd be like, whoa, yeah. But he comes as a baby. See, the Bible says that the Bible says that no one can see God and live. So if God came down in his glory, I mean, think of the shepherds who were freaking out over the angel. If God came down in all that he is, 
we would not be able to relate with him. We'd not be able to even talk to him because we would, like I said before, we'd be on our faces. We, we would die, the Bible says. You cannot see God and live. God, knowing that, says, I'm going to come as a baby, as, as a humble, small baby. I, I was, today I was just goofing around with my dog. My dog's laying on my parents' bed, and um, I was like, hey, let's go outside. Get the squirrels. No response, just laying there. Uh, get the birdies, the mailman. And then out of a fluke thing, I just was speaking nonsense. I said, there's babies, let's get the babies. She just jumps up and just runs to the door. I'm like, you are terrible. Oh, it was the weirdest thing. But if you really think about it, babies are harmless. Like you can just kick them and it'll knock over. You know, a squirrel can bite you in the neck. A powerful, powerful, powerful God. One that could crush you and I. We deserve to be crushed. Why? Because we spit in God's face all the time. As a, as a culture, as people, God tells us what to do in the Bible and we just ignore it. We say, yeah, I know you created everything, God, but, you know, I just, I'm just going to live life my own way because I think it's better. And that's so arrogant. God should come down in here, and he should just, with the hammer of Thor, start knocking things over and saying worship me. But no, he chooses to come as a little baby, one that will grow up, one that's 100% God but 100% man. Why? To sympathize with how you and I, what you and I go through. And then to the point where he goes even further and he dies on the cross bearing your sin and my sin. Now we can't relate with him. Man, God should have came in here and just set us straight. Now, what is the truth tonight? Maybe you're sitting here and you're saying, what the heck does nonsense of a Christmas story even stand for? Guys, the truth tonight is there shouldn't be a Christmas story. If we were in a court of law and we started lining up the facts here in America, let's say we, we said, hey, this is what humanity did, this is what God did. It would be as ridiculous as saying, hey, we caught this murderer, we have him on videotape, we have 18 witnesses who saw him kill this person, and the judge being like, I'm just going to let him go. What is complete and utter nonsense in human terms tonight? is that God gave us the ability to be saved. That is nonsense, if you really, really think about it. If you're a Christian here tonight, and, and, and you've asked Jesus into your life to, to cleanse you of sin, and he's been doing something in your life, it is nonsense that you had that opportunity even given to you. If you're not a Christian here tonight, or you're, just, you're new to the things of God, it makes no sense, right? That God would look at you and say, I don't care what you've done, I don't care what you you're doing, I don't care what you'll do. I give you an opportunity to become close to me, for me to change your life, for you to have favor with me. You don't need to earn it. There's no good and bad list here. Everyone's bad, I understand that, and I want you to come to me. That's why this is, in a sense, nonsense. It makes no sense. But that is the love of God. It's beyond our understanding. That's why we shouldn't even have a Christmas story, but we do. And that's why this is such an awesome time of year. And that's why it hurts my heart when people forget about that. When I forget about that. When our culture says, we want to rename Christmas trees holiday. Why, how can you do that? Your sin that will kill you is forgiven. 
Why would you want to forget that? Why would you want to neglect that? Why would you want to live on the other side of that, away from the gift that God wants to freely give you? But yet, we do that all the time, whether you've been in the church your whole life or you're just kind of new and understanding things here tonight. We do it all the time. We don't get it. And my prayer for tonight is that, man, that we would just sit back and see this story for what it is and be so excited that God loves you so much. So these shepherds hear this news. And the angels continue in verse 13. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. It is nonsense tonight that when you and I deserve judgment, Jesus brought redemption. That when we deserve judgment, Jesus said, no, you know, I'm, I'm not going to bring that. That's what they deserve, but I'm going to bring them redemption. It's not something to laugh about. It's not something, it's, it's just kind of like me with the bag of leaves when the car should have crushed me. I, I wasn't laughing. I was like, wow, I should be dead. And tonight, our sin should kill us. Our sin should hold us back, should give us something where, where we don't have a hope. But God says, no, I love you. I'll wipe that clean. I only gave you half of the quote of what Tim Keller said, and here's the full. In the gospel, we discover that we are far more wicked than we ever dared believe, yet more loved than we ever dared gonna read that one more time in the gospel we discover that you and i are wicked sinful we spit in god's face we are more wicked than we'll ever know but yet we are more loved accepted tolerated by a living god who wants to do amazing things in your life than we'll ever understand so what i want us to know is this tonight I want us to know that, that we can't be our own savior, that if you've been trying to earn your favor with God, that it's there for you. That God longs to be close with you so much so that he created this way to take out sin, to destroy it so he can be close with you. That's what, lo that's what true love is. That Jesus saved you, died for you, loves you. I know we've heard this, but let it hit your heart tonight in such a fresh way. That when Jesus, he died on the cross, he didn't just die to pay for our sins, but he purchased for us a new life. A new life that our world sometimes doesn't, ignores, does ignore. And, and, and us in the church, sometimes we ignore it. We forget that there's the other side of the equation that God says, listen, I, I wiped sin clean so you could be close to me, so I can do things in your life. Why don't you take that opportunity? God is crying out to you and I tonight, and we're just so busy with iPods, so busy with school, so busy with whatever, girlfriends, boyfriends, relationships. Oh, it's Christmas time. I don't have anyone. <laughs> so lame. Hey, look at it this way. You don't have to buy her a gift or him a gift, right? But guys, it's so true, isn't it? Why do I want us to understand this tonight? Because if we understand how much we don't deserve what we've been given, our life would look so different. 
We live in America. We're spoiled. We have this sense of entitlement. If we were, if we were to wake up every day and think to ourselves, man, I don't deserve this breath that I'm breathing. And God gave it to me anyway. Man, I wonder what our lives would look like. I wonder how much if we said, God, I w- I'm going to follow you because I want to receive what you want to give me. If we, if we did that as a youth group, as a church, as people, I wonder how different our lives would look. I'm just going to ask if the band can come back up. If you're a Christian, man, I just challenge you simple as this, is just to really take five minutes of your morning, five minutes of your night, however it looks for you, each day to focus on what God has done for you, to focus on what we deserve, really deserve, that God can look at us as pure, legally, yet we still sin, yet we still mess up and water bottles fall to the ground, I need that. But God looks at us as pure. It's amazing. So just focus on that. And if you're not a Christian here tonight, there is a God. There is a God that purchased your sin. That said, the cross has to hit somebody and I don't want it to be you. So I'm going to take that for you. Man, God wants to not only take away your sin. See, that, that's where we get, we get kind of confused. We think that it's just, oh, well, yeah, Jesus died for me so I could just live my life. I'll say a few prayers here and there and I'll be all set. But no, no, guys, it's so much more. There's another half. There's a life that God gives us that we can live in. And if you're not a Christian here tonight, know that God's desire is towards you. And if that's something you want to partake in, start the conversation. Um, it's as simple as a prayer. And if everyone could just bow your heads real quick, let's just all pray this together. You pray it in your heart and just say, Lord Jesus, I need you. I cannot be my own savior. I am guilty before you, yet you desire to make me clean. We thank you for that. I accept you as my Lord and as my savior, and I want this life. I want to be redeemed. I want to hide in your love. It's as simple as just talking with God tonight. It's as simple as just saying, it's like you would a friend just to say, God, I, I need you. I don't know how this looks, and God will help you in that. But guys, when we deserved judgment, we received redemption. Jesus brought redemption. That is so awesome tonight. The band is going to sing a um, Christmas song, one of my favorites, Oh Holy Night. And if, and if you're comfortable, if you're not, then by all means sit down. But man, how awesome would it be is if we all just kind of came to the front tonight. I'm not into altar calls. I'm not into emotion things, so that's you don't get up. <laughs> but if, man, if we were to all come up here and just, just sing this song, and, and, and as our shoulders are brushing the people next to us, that so we can look left and right and say, God loves these people. I'm no greater than anybody. And he has done this for all of us. And for us to be able to sing this as one church, as one youth group tonight, and really uh, allow God just to kind of bring that Christmas spirit, the true Christmas spirit, into our hearts. So I'm just going to ask if you're comfortable, come up to the front. I'll be up here too. Uh, you can do that now if you want to. Uh, and we'll just fill up the front here, and we'll just sing, man. We'll sing this song as if we've never heard it before. We'll sing this song anew.
Let me just pray before we do this. God, we thank you tonight. God, we thank you that we deserved wrath and you gave us your love, Lord God, that we are so wicked, but yet you enable us, you take away our sin. God, you give us an ability to have a new life, to change us. So God, we thank you, Lord, for what you did on that old holy night, Lord. When you came to our planet, when we should have received judgment, but God, you gave us redemption. God, we thank you and we together as one just sing and invite you, God, to move in our hearts in a new and awesome way this Christmas season. We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.